This week on the program, this armed services jail movie co-stars a man literally named Frank Military. It's the last castle. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And just in case. And we hate movies. everyone welcome to we hate movies thank you for tuning in as always that's right you heard him folks the return of our beloved friend justin J. Case to the program welcome hey, back sir hey how's it going guys better now that you're here baby yeah mm. man <laughs> uh, good to see you totally yeah. man we're looking at you right now you're looking great the beautiful city of chicago love that Mm-hmm. Um, and for listeners at home, he's got a big bushy beard now. <laughs> he does. Just it's let everyone know that. Looking thick as fuck. Love it. You, you talking about you talking about me, dude, or what? No, no, it's still Jay. <laughs> okay, still Jay. We'll okay, get just, to your handsomeness. Be, uh, no, oh no, no, no I just I'm, I'm getting pretty thick these days. I just want to be sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice haunches there, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure that people are, are aware. Uh, for the folks at home, Steve's also getting thick. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen B. Sadak. So I guess let your mind <laughs> stupid or uh, no, no, like, no, 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 fuckable. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was this one time that I swear to God that like there was this. I was reading this art of this fitness article, and it was like, do you want back muscles like thick pieces of horse meat? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's so I'd like going. to look like a horse. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it said. It was like, oh is that what your back muscles? Thick pieces of horse. Meat. I was at the beach the other day and I saw this hot guy. It looked like he had a bunch of horse meat stapled to his back. Uh-huh. It was so hot. Yeah. He was hung like a horse on his back. Oh, his yeah. dick was small as shit. But oh, yeah. was small nothing, there's nothing to be nothing yeah, the, right home back, back like a horse, crotch like a chipmunk. That's what <laughs> I, back like a horse. <laughs> Black as your soul or something? Uh, and you yes. can't nay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you live, give love a bad man. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, we have uh, invited JJ on to finish out the 2022 listener request month with Man, a real fucking dud. This is The Last <laughs> Castle from 2001, directed mm-hmm. by Rod Lurie. Uh, this motherfucker directed The Contender. Yeah. Real, really good movie. Also Pretty directed movie. Straw Dogs, really bad misguided oh, remake. remake there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this fucking gem uh, was requested by uh, Andrew from Vancouver, I believe. Let's uh, listen in real quick to see what he had to say. This better be good. Hey, folks, this is Andrew from Vancouver here. I don't think you guys have been supporting the troops enough recently, so I wonder oh, if you'd fuck. like to have a look at the 2001 film The Last Castle, in which... Robert Redford fights Gandolfini for control of a prison. Now, what better way to support our troops? By which I mean your troops. I mean, I'm Canadian. Anyway, <laughs> keep up the, the work. Cheerio. Well, I appreciate the Canadians are saluting our troops still. Yes. That's right. I also so appreciate the cheerio. Uh, but yeah, so this is The Last Castle. This was a movie uh, I definitely saw in theaters. Big Gandolfini had 
I was out opening weekend. Oh, do you remember us seeing this together? Uh, no, I remember. I remember. There's a story I have that's like nothing about. I was putting a trailer for this movie on a film print, and I literally dropped the trailer like on the floor, and it the entire thing like rolled out, and it took me like. <laughs> hours to fix and i literally should have just thrown it in the garbage but didn't we we saw this together <laughs> and i think you've told the other side and you forgot the movie when you told the story before oh god okay but, so uh i i was coming back from uh my first semester at college my uh first uh semester of uh, specifically a uh, uh, college film class where you l- get to learn all the terminology and all the bullshit and all that thing and I came home thinking I was the hottest piece of shit you ever seen in your life. <laughs> you still and do. I still to this day, but I don't use the terminology so much. Uh, but th- th- back then, so we go to see me. I, I, I think it's the first time I had seen Andrew since I left for college. We go to see this piece of shit movie. And like, you were like we I sit met down. this guy named Justin. <laughs> <laughs> He's thick as fuck. He's so <laughs> he looks like a horse. Oh my god! He was changing his shirt, and I saw his back. His back is just horse-like. It's unbelievable. Um, so we we watch the movie, and we come out, and like Andrew's like, man, you know, whatever. And I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. That was a piece of shit. Let me explain to you why. Oh, let me count the ways. Because oh, Gavin the, dropping the knowledge. And then I get into all the horse shit that you learned the fucking first semester of fucking film class. Mm. And uh, of course, it's all bullshit. But like, uh, and I, this stapled this movie in my head for some reason. So when I heard it, get, I was like, fuck. Because I remember it's long, it's boring, and it wastes <laughs> two or three major actors. Oh, yeah. At the very least. And people who would go on to be really great actors. Like Clifton Collins Jr. Yes. Wasted in this movie and so on. Um, Absolutely. Ruffalo, for sure. Oh, big yeah. time. And you're that- right. It's it's boring as fuck. I mean, like the intro narration. You know, Robert Redford's like, oh... <laughs> Castles, sure. They haven't changed too much over a thousand years. They got castles like this, and now modern prison is sort of castle. You've you've excited the two 83-year-olds in the audience. Castles? <laughs> Are you going to talk about the trebuchets next? <laughs> That's the thing, Chris. It's not even... When I started watching, I was like, oh, it's a dad for noon movie. No, no, no. This is a straight up geezer pleaser. Geezer. It's like, <laughs> yes, it is absolutely a geezer pleaser. It is uh-huh. for the oldest men to just sit around and jaw about how you really make a good knot or how you, yeah, fix, yeah. How you fix a castle, how you, how you fix, oh, you want to fix that car, oh, you're going to. You're gonna want to get get the right parts and uh, measure twice and cut once. Great advice. Oh, yeah, they're building a- they're building that little stone wall all wrong. <laughs> a lot of a lot of masonry, like reinforcing like <laughs> the ideals of a life in masonry. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, he's right. Oh my God! Yeah, he's absolutely right. You have to have the flat rock in the middle. You can't have the rock. In yeah, yeah. Jeremiah, would you believe they finally made a movie for us? It's your support rock, son. 
It's oh, also, me, I mean, me and the boys ahead. went to see a movie where an old man teaches a bunch of young men how to do things. It was my favorite. Yeah, pull, pull up your pants and salute correctly. <laughs> yeah. It's called Not My Relationship with My Own Grandson. <laughs> I, I related to it even more in the film because I, too, have a daughter who refuses to talk to me. <laughs> I also got dishonorably discharged and court-martialed. We're also watching this from a military prison. Can you imagine? I tried to get my grandson to build a castle in the backyard, and he gave up after the first pebble. He started with sand. What a fucking idiot. You know what's wild about this movie, though? It's written by Graham Yost, of all people. It sure is. Who did what? He well, you know, he was Jared a big Glass showrunner on on uh, Justified, but like oh, he wrote okay. Speed, Broken Arrow, De Palma's <sighs> Mission to Mars, which is not a good movie, but it's better than this. Oh, by quite a margin, yeah. So he's like, all right, <laughs> what if I just took all propulsion out of a screenplay? Any kind of yes, any kind of uh, engine, well, remove it. Well. The whole point, I think, of this whole movie is, do you really want to watch James Gandolfini get humiliated? Because that <laughs> yeah. is the major hinge to it, is how often do you want to see this uptight prick get his fucking pants pulled down? I, feel like, <laughs> I don't even get the adversarial relationship that Robert Redford and him have in this. It's like he wasn't nice. And, like Dude, I just not- met the guy and I didn't get a good vibe, so I'm going to organize a prison uprising. No, it, it's because he's a desk man and he doesn't right. understand he doesn't, know, nothing, he doesn't yeah. know what the real fucking shit is like even though i'm going to start a fucking war over it this this is like uh it's like it's nothing more than like a, a, a slobs versus snobs yes <laughs> kind of yes but then also casualties yeah. and a good amount of them it yeah is- it's like if caddyshack had a body count that's what <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah You're that's t- exactly <laughs> That's what this movie is. Oh, right. yeah. He got shot in the face with a rubber bullet. Oh, oh. nice body bag. Looks good on you, though. <laughs> but you're totally right, though, because, like, even to the point where Delroy Lindo is, like, at, in the middle of the movie or towards the, the end. Like, yes, he's like, yeah. you've got one more week to turn this around. If I hear any more news about yeah. this Shuggalug house, you Lights know what I mean, or whatever it is. <laughs> Chugalug, uh, what do you call prisons? Truck Chugalug Penitentiary, That's yeah, or yeah, yeah. cell block or whatever. Yeah, it just it, but it is. You're totally right. It, it does have a, it does work like a slobs versus snob movie. I was just saying they make all these. They make all these like, um, I think it. I mean, it turns out to be kind of funny. But like when like Gandolfini's just like eating a sandwich and like a doc and like a diet coke, and he's sipping that diet coke like it's yep. fine wine. Oh, <laughs> yep. Like they can't give them. He can't. I mean, he has his little trinkets, but they spend a good amount of time re-emphasizing like lifestyle differences, and yeah. you're like, yeah, Big I time. assumed. I assumed they'd be slightly different. He's right? a baby. Like they treat it like he has a bologna sandwich and a soda. <laughs> yeah, and a but- potato <laughs> chips for his lunch. Big bologna sandwich. It is a big, then, it's a double we, one, I think. We juxtapose that with everyone eating gruel downstairs. <laughs> Here's a question, because if we're talking about the food, no, I was going to get here anyway. 
what drinks are we serving in the mess hall? It That's, is. Yep. It, it, it looks like it, it's either iced tea or flat soda or just. I was I thinking even, Welch's grape juice. juice. Like, straight up just also, yeah. juice. <laughs> it's just juice. And yeah. there's white and there's red. And then it's not. It's, it's just not wine. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's like Gatorade, like some like like C grade Gatorade. Gatorade. <laughs> and they just Power. like they shoved it off on the prison population because it wasn't selling in Bucharest. Powerade Blackberry. <laughs> What's great about how they like present Gandolfini's like office though perched above like the rest of the prison. Did you notice they also have him like as he's like looking at all the violence that's happening, whatever, they have him listening to like quiet single piano classical music like Mm. he's fucking Hannibal Lecter. Like it's (laughs) really weird. We were just coming we were just coming off the nineties. This was still the trope. Like you still had to have your like I think even Chris Eccleston in Gone in 60 Seconds has like a classical music record going when you first meet him. Oh, really? Like but this is just like all of them had this. They all like the finer things in life. Right. It also colors him as like an intellectual, which yes. is also a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much like this is why Gandolfini did this movie was obviously like Tony Soprano was huge. This is 2001. So it's like season three ish yeah. of Soprano. So it's obviously like. I don't want to be this big brooding Italian ape my entire career. And like, obviously right. he was very different than that character. So he's trying to throw a different look here. And I think he's good enough in it, but it's just sort of like, who cares? I mean, what, I mean, and I, I do think that films let Gandolfini down ultimately. And that's mm. what, one of the reasons JJ is here because he's a, a Gandolfini expert, just an FYI. Yeah. I love him and everything. And I, I think that he found, he's found some amazing roles in film. For sure. um, but he's he's definitely he's tethered here. I mean, this movie starts okay. Five minutes in this movie, I go okay. If I get a shirtless Gandolfini, it's a win. So, <laughs> oh yes, definitely, absolutely. Like him just brushing his teeth to me. That's all I need. Yep. <laughs> but then also, but also, if I get sort of an off like a a last nerve Gandolfini, maybe in his underwear, running down the barracks, like just <laughs> shooting people. Oh yeah. Like, and I I say, I mean, that would be. A win, phenomenal. Yep. But I, I, I feel like as soon as it started, I was like, okay, Gandolfini's all chained up here in this role. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of potential for letting him for like. I know this is probably not a great example, but like from when you see Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Natural Born Killers, obviously until you see yes. Tommy Jones at the end of Natural Born Killers, <laughs> just some sort of like. He gets strung up in that movie, doesn't he? Yep. Uh, Big time. Some some sort of like getting this man to his wits end. He starts the character in a really great place to watch it deteriorate. And the movie just never lets him deteriorate. That's a great point because it's so wrapped up with this Robert Redford fucking Bob Ross level narration. Like you, (laughs) here's the thing. Bob Redford, like one of the all time greats to ever do it. Don't even worry about it. But like him doing narration is like drinking a gallon of warm milk. You're going right out. You're going yeah. right out with this narration. Well, castles sure haven't changed much in a thousand years. Yeah. Him reading about castles, reading a book about castles the whole time really does make it a problem. <laughs> Wait, really? Pleaser, pleaser is what we're talking about. I remember castles. <laughs> I, was I was born fe- in a castle. Yeah, I was a feudal serf. <laughs> But Steve, yeah. what's funny about the geezer, geezer pleaser, they actually say that a bunch, uh, theory, and I totally think you're right, and it's a, all, it's a whole new We Hate Movies subgenre we got to explore, but 
this is sort of like it's like a it's a geezer pleaser with a twist on it though because you get like these 80 year old motherfuckers watching this movie and then at the end of it where we're in like solid combat mode yeah their yeah. hearts palpitating a mile a minute. They might check out watching it. Well, they'll never know how it ends. Now already, already me. bought the ticket though, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right. What happened to the guard tower? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like this. We're spending far too much time with Mark Ruffles shirt over there. I want to see some. I want to see Redford get in on it. Where's my geezer? Where's my geezer? <laughs> Where was the nice, why couldn't they get the same old nice man with the bird from Shawshank Redemption? I don't, I didn't finish that film either. I remember him being so nice and wonderful. Nobody's I mean, got I, a bird. I even, I was so sure that this had to have been nominated for one, but it actually predates the awards themselves. The AARP uh, movies for people, oh, for grownups awards. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. started the next year, probably because they're like, we're the, I show the Oscars. They nobody even liked the last castle. We need to start <laughs> our own award show. It was a fantastic movie. Don't you understand? Butch Cassidy versus the Sopranos. <laughs> it was just. It was a beautiful picture. Uh, Redford, though, man, he's looking looking good. Mm, I mean, he's dude, a geezer, yeah. but oh, he is yeah. a pleaser with his yeah. back. He's you know his shirt off. We get we get shirtless Robert Redford. There might be some horse veins in that back. He's, look, he's looking sharp. <laughs> it's got I'll a lot of never time look too. this good. Never look that good. And no. he's in his like late sixties. It's pretty pretty incredible stuff. Uh, but I feel like they really only have him take that shirt off so you can see. That he's got fucking like whip scars on his back from being a POW oh, in right. Vietnam. Electrical yeah. scars oh, or whatever. Yes, Electrical right. burn scars. Yeah, yeah. Because so he's he's, a, he's like a John McCain type, which is yes. also like, yes. <laughs> yes, I would vote for the last castle for president. Yay. Bob McCain, my president forever. <laughs> no, ma'am. No castles. Oh, no castles, ma'am. No, no, he never I, no ma'am. Castle I don't life. live in a castle. I don't live in a castle anymore, ma'am. Um, <laughs> no, but so the movie starts whatever. Uh, Grandpa tells you what a castle is, and then we mm. find out. Uh, that Robert Redford's uh, General Irwin is going to this prison run by James Gandolfini. And this other guy, his number two is a real problem in this movie. This like oh. total zero hunk oh. dude. Guile? He was in it. Yes. He was in Guile was in everything back then. Yeah. He seemed really familiar. He was, he was, he was you quite know, popular. You want to know the thing about Guile? This fucking wiener guy that's the number two. Uh, Chelsea tells me last night we got the movie on. She goes, oh, I know that guy. I go, yeah, what'd you see him in? She goes, he was on General Hospital. That makes sense. From like the early 90s up until recently where, you guessed it, he got fucking fired for refusing to get vaccinated. (laughs) Oh, good. Of course. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously he's a problem as an actor, but the problem with this character too, it's like, have someone be sadistic. Show me a yes. reason for this rebellion besides occasionally someone gets shot in the head with a rubber bullet. Like, yeah, I need more. I need oh, more. What, 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 I also, why aren't any of the criminals criminals? Yes. What well, because that's, fu- the, that's the whole served, thing with this dude. fucking stupid movie is Salute like, him. I want to see the good side in these men. 
And it's like, I don't know, man, like they're not all in jail for fucking stealing candy. That's the thing is it's fine to like if the majority even of them are like good guys at heart, but all of them are good guys at heart. It's unbelievable. We only know two criminal records, right? It's Mark Ruffalo was smuggling drugs through Juarez and El Paso or whatever. And then it's it's uh, Robert Collins Jr. Oh, yeah, but Robert Redford kills eight of his own men in a botched mission or whatever. Yeah, and Doc I'm had pretty some hazy drug about thing those too. details. <laughs> <laughs> I think the movie is too. Actually, yeah, that's the, yeah that's it the doesn't problem. quite know. And I think that the Redford character, of all people, like that movie has to make it very clear. I mean, did he pull a running man? That's what I guessed. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, like because because they don't tell you what he did until halfway through the movie, I and my like brain the- was like, oh, he's doing it. He did a Running Man until anybody tells me otherwise. <laughs> I want to bet on Ben Richards. <laughs> there is some geezers that get pleased in the Running Man. Yeah, sure, definitely. oh, they definitely do. <laughs> but that's the thing too. I mean, like, and also like it, it makes so much sense. The the script, the original script, makes much more sense. Wherein like the movie starts the way it starts, where it's like a uptight. Uh, prison warden and this really charismatic uh, general that everybody likes, and you know they 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 they're at odds for various personal reasons. But then the movie actually the script before Redford got signed on, they tried to make it a, a real geezer pleaser. They they wanted it to it was supposed to be like Redford kind of gets out of control. Like you don't know why he's like he's a violent taskmaster general trying to up usurp this prison for like kind of vague reasons right because and that makes much more sense because to chris's point like i need to see like so many more people get murdered i need to see people like get whipped or something to make this <laughs> uprising make yeah, sense give them any motivation even if it's just ed harris from the rocks motivation yes, like our men fine. my men got killed on that mission not because of me disobeying the president's order and going in anyway well that's it's the, the other it's the stuffed shirts that did it the the problem is is that he like and i know this is a thing with fucking mel gibson movies he's jesus yeah. he's just jesus and all yeah. these people are his disciples that's the whole story of the thing and then you have gandolfini which oh my god i wish this was more like caddyshack <laughs> I would give anything for this to be more like Caddyshack, but it's not. He's just like icy and like it's the most boring thing to play. It's the like thing that the people who are good at it, they have a very sp- Michael Wincott, unbelievable at it. Um, but like he's just like uh, he's doing his best. But like first you tell him to get the gabagool out of his mouth so he sounds more buttoned up. And like B, you just have him like have no good lines. He never gets one over on Redford, really. Every no. time he gets one over on Redford, Redford's like, oh, didn't really get one over on me, did you? Anyway, don't you love me? <laughs> it's like it's like Graham Yost like, had something against Gandolfini, and it was like, I'm going to write a movie where this like Gandolfini colonel character is just going to get fucking cucked left and right and just <laughs> embarrassed till the cows come home in every fucking scene. It's almost like he was like, Let's see how many scenes I can make where this Colonel character is humiliated and see how many actually make the movie. And what happened was it was literally every scene. I don't think there's a scene that goes by where Gandolfini's character is not totally humiliated one way or another. My sympathies kind of lie with him because it doesn't like 
he's introduced to Robert Redford and he's like, oh, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. I want you to sign my book. And then Robert Redford's instantly like, I hate your fucking guts because you have war memorabilia, which is sure. But it was, it's a great like open door farce thing because like Gandolfini's like, yes. oh, it's so wonderful to have you here. And I, you, you know, you know, mind, I'd love you to sign my book. He's like, yeah, sure, fat show. And he like, he goes out of the room and he's talking to the other guy and he's like, Pretty impressive collection. Like, yeah, if you're a big fat loser that should never been on the battlefield. And like he's like screaming as Gandolfini's trying to get this other book. And he's like, oh, forget it. Oh, jeez. Oh, he puts that right back. Like oh, he puts yeah. that book right back. <laughs> and you just get to see his whole like you're just like peering behind the curtain of sadness. Oh, it is so, so yeah. and the thing though is like it's because Gandolfini plays it so well, because like Again, he was one of the best to ever do it. I miss him every day. But like he plays it so well and it's fucking hysterical because it's, it's hysterical. Just, oh, what is he saying? Oh gee, oh I'm gonna put the book back. Oh. And, he, and he's angry and he's bitter, and all of a sudden he just hates his guts in yep. one second. Yep. Yeah. Because I mean it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, these are great military uh blah 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 memorabilia. It's just yeah, not for me, not something I ever uh sure. partook in. But I suppose if you're a bald fat Fuck! He's just kind of <laughs> screaming back at the other room, well, so and it's he knows very, he can hear it. It's very devious the way he does it too, right? Because he couches it in. Oh yeah, memorabilia. Well, you know, my dad used to say any fucking fat pussy that collected military <laughs> memorabilia never got his fat pussy ass out on the battlefield. Like he fucking knows yeah. what he's doing, yeah, man. He's yeah. speaking like a little bit louder because uh-huh. he knows Gandolfini is just around the corner. <laughs> That's the bullshit. Is he? he he's like. Oh, what, me? I didn't mean for you to hear that. Uh, How exactly. could you ever hear that? <laughs> I was only talking at 12 decibels. And Gandolfini's so pissed, he's going to take it out on the man. Only one basketball tomorrow. And yep. this leads to a, a riot, I guess, to show. He's doing this to show Robert Redford, like, what the power dynamics are now. I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm, just I'm, like, reaching for, I'm trying to <laughs> grab onto pissy. anything. I yeah. think that he was just like, yeah, only you can't get two basketballs. It's <laughs> <laughs> just that. My feelings are hurt. Me. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, and yeah, and that's like you sort of see the yard here. Mark Ruffalo's kind of a, you know, uh, uh, a rakish type that takes bets on everything. They even take bets on whether Robert Redford's going to kill himself, which, which is, is great. That the funniest is. part of the movie, yeah. These, yeah. It, is, it is hysterical. But these characters, like the trope of like, the guy who's taken bets on everything. One of my absolute, like, most hated character tropes. Mm-hmm. It's so obnoxious. And it's like, again, just back to my problems with degenerate gambling in general, I guess. But it's just like that he's always got his little notepad. Well, I think taking yeah. numbers. To uh, Steve's point about the geezer pleaser angle, gambling, that was like a PS4 or 5 for an old man, you know? That's oh, true. Yeah. It's well, just like, oh, I'm playing with the numbers i'm running the ponies um you know they they do like to again to the caddyshack thing like they they you get in this prison and it looks like it's an activities camp at first they got like (laughs) they got the guys working the rocks bringing them back and forth there seems to be a fat steven seagal judo lesson going on about halfway there's two fat guys that throw each other (laughs) that's cool Uh, i I think i missed that part and then there's a there's a a rapping class there's a basketball game they really make you feel like it's a nice place to be well that's the weirdest part i mean i think 
prison is hell and no one should yes. go to jail ever because uh, it's mm-hmm. inhumane to put anyone in prison. Especially for any not whatsoever. our heroes and veterans. But which is the point of the film, anyway. Go on. <laughs> but they make this prison look so. I want to go to. It looks very relaxing. You get a lot of reading done. Like you get your own private cell. Yeah. There's no threats of sexual violence whatsoever. This there seems to be no gangs and, either. No, you know what no. I mean? Like you can walk I don't, around. I, don't, I feel like just because they didn't show it, Steven. Like, what did you want from this PG-13 movie? <laughs> do you think, know, man. Do you think Redford was like, all right, I'll do your last castle picture. There's Smile. no dick sucking in this. Do you understand me? <laughs> no, I will have none of it. But he makes he makes. There's something about oh when he's they're reading the rules later on and he's like no one hug and no handing or something. It sets oh. him up for just one of the most awkward like public yeah. hand job jokes I've ever heard in my oh, life. Jesus. Yes, it's a thing where he, it's 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 when Delroy Lindo comes yep. to visit him in prison and the the guard is like. Uh, you know, same visitation rules apply. You know, you got a certain amount of time, and your hands have to be visible at all times. And Robert Redford, in a in a comment that is indeed uncouth for any Robert Redford character, is just like, "Well, I guess that rules out the hand job, then, doesn't it?" I was like, "What the fuck did you just say, Robert Redford? You don't wash your mouth out with soap." At that part of the film, Gandolfini was asserting that. Robert Redford had gone insane and yes. to get him out of the prison or whatever and cover Gandolfini's back because he's been stirring up trouble. And I thought maybe that was part of some scheme. Like I'm going to pretend like I'm crazy to Delroy Lindo, this other general I know. No, from- it's just a hand job joke. <laughs> right? But I just thought he was going to talk about hand jobs to, as, as an insanity plea. <laughs> that would be a good course of action. But I, I, honestly, it would make more sense for there to be this hand, hand job joke in the natural than it would here. <laughs> At this point, it just doesn't make... I, 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 the, any kind of sex in this movie just doesn't make any sense. Even the joke of it doesn't make sense. So- and like, you're, you're right. You do need like... Get me a Kurtwood, Kurtwood Smith as like the Aryan, the leader of the Aryan Brotherhood in the prison. <laughs> yep. yes. Like just you need something, anything that uh. just suggests that there is somebody bad in this fucking prison. So Chris, well, what then- this movie would have to acknowledge then if that was the case is that like there's white supremacy in the military, which of course there fucking is. But like this movie doesn't want to go there. Yeah. I you know what I mean? So. Like this, it's a military <laughs> prison. Yeah. Right. So anything you say about these dudes technically is like in some way or another reflecting back on the military and so it's i feel like that shit like the closest you get in this movie is this dude beaupre this fucking crazy racist cajun guy who's telling clifton collins jr uh, a latino gentleman that he can't build the wall that you know their little activity project of like doing some mason work on this wall he's like oh that's the that's our wall that's the white's wall and that's like it and then like 20 minutes later by the way thanks to the magic of Robert Redford mm-hmm. this dude is best friends with Clifton Collins Clifton Collins Jr. military stuff you know builds men better yes after the, right. the basketball incident like there's like you cut to this scene in the laundry and it feels like like literally the prison is on the verge of race war like everybody's like watch your back watch your back the, the yeah. words dropped at one point like all this shit and then of course Who's who solves it all? Robert Jesus. Redford. Yep. Jesus is up. G, geezer Jesus. Geezer Jesus. Jesus. Uh, uh, that's thanks, what the, thank you, Jesus. That's what they would have called Jesus if he didn't uh, die at 33. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I'm looking forward to Kanye West's last record, Jesus. Mm. Can't wait uh, for that. Your, your lips to God's ears for yeah, a last please. record from that motherfucker. <laughs> 
I love Jesus. So please, sorry. (laughs) There's definitely like this. Okay, let me see if I can express this. This movie at the end of the day feels like a sternly worded letter by a mother (laughs) to a military uh, complex in which is like, like her son got mixed up in something and she was like, I'm writing a letter about how we shouldn't imprison people. You know, if you've already been in the military, you should get a pass or something like that. Mm, like, no. it's just so, it's just so like, like they're in prison, but they shouldn't be in. Yeah. And if you look at if you take away, like if you take away the prison lens, you're just like, yeah, riot. Yeah. But this <laughs> yeah. is, yeah, do it. I, I'd be do much it. more, it's much more righteous that way, but you would never get a movie like this with like no other criminals feeling like criminals. You would never yeah. have, the, the key to it is that scene with Clifton Collins Jr. where where he's like, I just, it was five seconds of mistake. And that was, it was five seconds of bad after a lifetime of good. And that was it. And that is everybody in this prison. That is yeah. what Robert Redford yeah. essentially is. But redemption is this thing that's saved only for people that have already given back to their community through yes. military work. Absolutely. It's yep. like, yep. If, 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 the, if the message was, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't put people in in prison for minor drug charges. That's a message. But this one's like, and maybe we should start with the military. And one of those people is my grandson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get from it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Absolutely. It's like uh, if you're looking for prison reform, I have a great inmate for you to start with. My grandson, David. <laughs> it's so weird to have a movie set in a prison and you have contempt at the idea of of these people even being in prison so then you just have heroes and then the the guard i mean the guard the guards need to be shown being worse in yes, some yes, way they're, i know they're time. bad because they fire upon them at some well, point there's but, one guy in a guard tower that's built up to be like the worst of the prison guards yes, but it's, that's it's not yes. enough that that one dude that they keep going to is the dude who like is gleefully firing from the guard tower and shit and like Indeed, that guy has an exquisite death at the end of this movie. But like, I need that guy to be like an entire hit squad or like I need to see James Gandolfini like fucking strangling Clifton Collins Jr. in his office or something like like, yes, we are told because the prisoners at this point, like kind of rally around Robert Redford and they're like, "Uh, hey, General, now that you're in here with us, here's some things about the conditions of this prison and like prison conditions, like definitely a real problem. This movie's like pretending to try to address it. Uh, but I love that he is just like, oh, well, that all, that all sounds well and good, but go fuck all of yourselves. I want nothing to do with it. Like, he does not want to yeah. help them at all. You know at what the this movie could this. use? This movie could use a half cup of James Cromwell from L.A. Confidential. Mm, oh, yes. 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 Yeah. Stir yep. that in and just some of this, like, like him being like, oh, could you put my shirts there on the table? And then, then like, you just see him, like, pick up a, a letter opener and then they just, they, that character is never heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> Something, just a little bit of devious because a little bit of, a little bit of devious on, on but, Gandolfini's but, part. Because Gandolfini is one thing and obviously he's doing, you know, doing all he can. The number two, uh, who we've call calling Guile. I've also on privately have been calling Larry Salt because he looks so much like Barry Pepper. Oh, um, <laughs> sure. yeah, I see that. There's that Larry Salt, <laughs> and then there's like the, the guy in the guard tower. But like, I need like, I need like because you think about uh, obviously the biggest uh, uh, influence for this movie would be uh, Shawshank, right? And like Clancy Brown is Ooh. that motherfucker yeah. that you don't want to fuck with in the prison. And like, you need like a Clancy Brown type. Like, get me Keith David as his number two. And it's Ooh. like, holy shit. 
that guy is sinister and look out. It really does. It does feel like we're because we're all in the military, the guards and the prisoners. So good job, America. We're all yes, not yeah. okay people. Yeah, they're basically <laughs> everybody but Gandolfini is basically like they can salvage him. Even like uh, the snitch, like uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo is almost a snitch at the end of this movie, and even he right. at the end of it is a hero. And again. You were right about the fucking watching Gandolfini erupt. Like, that's what we're missing at the end of this movie. He yeah. doesn't even do that. He just no. shoots him. And, like, it would yeah, be one thing good. if I got to fucking watch James Gandolfini run up and strangle Robert Redford with <laughs> yes. his bare hands. That oh, would yeah. be amazing. Oh, but yeah, like, like slamming him onto that yeah, wall. Oh, man. It would be so yeah. good. But, no, they, it's a, a couple shots because he's cold. And that that's the only fucking note you can give him. Cold uh, is honestly, dangerous, yeah. Red- Redford versus Gandolfini in this movie would have been a better fight than Bane and Batman oh, in the yep. Dark Knight Rises. Like, it's just like, he's just this big hulking brute and Redford's doing his best, but it's not helping at all. Yeah. I was uh, molded by the darkness. <laughs> yeah, I was born in it. Look, I'm yeah. gonna break. I'm gonna break him. Okay, it's just gonna break him wide <laughs> would, open. Would it be Batman Bane? Would it be like, like, like Wesley and... Um... Like Princess Bride fight where she's mm. on his back and he's just like trying to like scrape him off. <laughs> that would also work, definitely. I mean, like the biggest example of this where I was kind of sitting there last night being like, well, fucking do anything, Gandolfini, is when they're th- they're throwing like the rocks through his office window. Yes. And that's a great moment if he like got out, like he leaned out the broken window, was like, you dumb I just really went into like a Gandolfini rant. Yeah. Just but, scr- like fearlessly screaming at it, these dudes. It, but like they make him a coward. They make him totally because sc- like it's the big heroic denouement. And it's like we're defeating this bad general. There's bad colonel or whatever. But like he doesn't. He just like lays down. Yeah. He just lays down. It this acts whole movie. like all military people are like cool and reserved. But I yeah. think they're the probably the loudest guys in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all of this over the death of Clifton Collins Jr., who most of you were threatening to kill not but five <laughs> days ago <laughs> due to ask- being white supremacists in this jail. You know, it's a question. Yeah. Oh, we all got questions. Okay, you go, Steve. <laughs> was Robin Wright tricked into this movie? Yes. I don't know. Like, she, she seemed to not have been given a script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that she was like, she just they just put her in a chair with Robert Redford and were like, he'll talk and then you nod. And then, <laughs> and then you get, get to say that you were, in a, you were in a movie with Robert Redford. I guess it, you shared the screen with him. She's like, nowhere in the credits either. No, it, did she like? Did she miss a bus? And they're like, "Hey, do you want to be in the last castle while you wait?" She's like, "I guess so, sure." They had to have cut out more scenes from her, right? Yeah. How do you just leave that his daughter and him are estranged, and then he's like, "Oh, well, I'll write some letters," and then you never hear of the character again. And I feel like they only left her in because that's the only woman out of everything, and she's yep. in there for five seconds. I, I have a sneaking suspicion the deleted scene is it would have been towards the end and would have been after uh, this is the only scene up front. But then at the end, you get her getting the news Ooh. and yes. she's destroyed. Yeah, she can't. Oh, yeah. She can't. This is it, it turns out she actually loved the piece of shit. Military. You, you understand? Oh, he wasn't a piece thing. of shit the whole is time. It- 
is there any way that we could place that scene at dusk and then have American flag fly in the breeze in slow motion? Yes. Uh, oh yeah, we, we can we can get it. that done. Yeah, we could. Get, we could oh, you, <laughs> that would be great. Give Thanks. me the full Michael Bay in thirteen hours shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, totally yeah. right though, Chris, because I thought because there was a lot. It was only that one that one time, and maybe a couple times after. I watch it because, by the way, I did buy this on DVD, uh, like a real, real cool dude. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't remember shit about it. I haven't seen it in fucking twenty years. But like, when there's the scene kind of towards the end where he gets a letter from her, so because he sort of leaves that conversation as like, "Can I write to you sometime?" and she like doesn't say shit and like leaves, but she writes him back. So you get that sense of like, oh, okay. Like she wants to maybe, maybe at least like keep him involved in the grandchildren's lives or something like that. And then yes, it could be a thing where like either she sees it on TV or I guess at that point, if you're like in a military prison, it's not the same thing as like dudes will come to your door to announce that you've died. Like it's not like you were killed in battle or something, but like she gets the news in some way. You're right. I totally thought that's where it was going to go. Delroy Lindo goes to her house with yes. a flag yep. and is yeah. like teary eyed. And that's a totally. scene in a movie that I'd almost watch. <laughs> the, the, the scene in the movie you, you have watched. <laughs> The funeral's on TV and Robin Wright like tearily tells her fucking son, that's your grandfather there. Yeah, your grandfather's national hero. Yeah, your grandfather that died making no systematic changes to this whole prison system. Like he died to get James Gandolfini fired. Yeah. He died. He's voluntarily there too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, lest we not forget that he could leave at any point. He can That's leave right. this prison. So they're, they're like, here's your main character, a man who's trapped in a prison. He could leave at any time. <laughs> yeah, you're right, JJ, because Delroy Lindo is like, hey, man, you shouldn't be in here for this. I can totally get you out of here. And it's just that bullshit, like, trope you have in these scripts where it's like, no, 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 he'll be a stronger character if he really wants to stay in jail because he feels really bad about what he did. What you're doing is you're speaking to your obstinate geezer audience, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like, I'm being pleased with this! Like, oh, someone's like, oh, you know, Grandpa, I can set the uh, VCR for you. No, you can't. No one's what? allowed to touch it. And it's like, well, I can make it lo- your life a lot easier if I do... No, you can't. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> nothing, nothing says geezer pleaser more, Steve, than the fact that the the big inciting incident, I would say, of this whole thing is that uh, uh, he, Robert Redford wants to reinstate a signs of respect. Yes. Oh, and, and their highs. <laughs> so they have to, to to bring saluting back. And yes. what's so funny, this is this is how they demonstrate James Gandolfini's sadism is like, oh, you like saluting Clifton Collins Jr., do you? What if you salute it all night long? And this is a <laughs> geezer pleaser thing, but like this is the geezer pleaser Shaolin temple. Like you're waiting outside in the rain <laughs> and you're saluting for yeah. so long. Oh, that boy, that boy loves America. Let him in. <laughs> Let him in. <laughs> He's been saluting for three finished. nights now. I was just finishing my soup. I wasn't actually late. And I, I wasn't uh, testing you. I just I was so busy with this soup. <laughs> if you went to like West Point and you stood outside and you saluted for like a solid month, would they respect your tenacity and let you in? Come on. Oh, no. probably not. No, I don't no, think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it is so, again, another, I think, similar geezer pleaser moment here, Steve. It's like the the precursor to the saluting all night long is like Robert Redford teaching Clifton Collins Jr. how to salute correctly. Yeah, oh, where it comes yeah. from. Uh, you, you know, saluting dates back to medieval times when two knights would ride up alongside each other and put their helmets up. Uh, the IMDb trivia says, like, if this character was actually a Marine, they would know how to salute. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, intrepid IMDb user. But that's exactly right. It's just like, oh, I'm going to teach you the history of salute. Oh, no, no, no. It's not enough for me just to show you how to do it. No, no, no. You need to know the history of the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not even, it's now that I think of it, because I keep trying to make these like boomer sort of like, like there's a big, it's got big boomer energy when like the whole process of thinking like James Gandolfini is not a wartime general. Right. Yep. Like he runs a prison, but like, what about all the blood and shit and guts you probably ran through to get there? Like you don't just start <laughs> yeah. in the military and be like you're a great prison runner. Yeah. You start right away. Yeah. Um, there's certainly there's like a level of entitlement there, but like you have to go this next level of like 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 Steve was just saying, like this next level to get to those geezers to rise up to the <laughs> geezer level. That's a great point about you know Gandolfini's character again v Redford's character JJ because like we hear about Redford in Vietnam he was in yep. Desert Storm carrying out these other operations like during quote unquote peacetime that like he got all these people killed and I guess South America or something was it I like, think there was sure. Kosovo and yeah. Yeah. oh yes yeah. Yeah. yep all that and, and it's Gulf. like but yeah so it's like feasibly with Gandolfini's age he could have definitely been in Desert Storm could definitely been involved well, in the Kosovo but you know what it is? It's if you're if you weren't in Vietnam, fuck you. If you weren't in well, World yeah. War II or Vietnam, fuck you. Well, that's not they don't like it's not like he says the thing about like no man who is really in a, a battle would ever fucking have this collection. His reaction is meant to tell you that he didn't. He never has. That's what it's supposed to tell you. Is yeah, that, I guess that's true. It's like, but like, right. a, still, it, it, even though, I mean, like Redford does seem to think that uh, you're not a real military man unless the Hague had some interest in you. Yes. <laughs> like just a little bit. You oh, know? unless you went on trial for war <laughs> crimes. They, they, they sent you, they you a summons at least. Some buzz at the Hague. Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't collect all this war military he collects ears yeah yeah that's, but that's the thing, thing. <laughs> that's the thing too is like it's i mean this movie is obviously wait waiting on 9-11 essentially because like <laughs> and a lot of these movies like the rock and stuff like this all just like talking about the military and like how the military is just sort of like listless like that's kind of yeah. that was kind of a theme in like uh late in 90s to early aught to exactly movies released in 2001 uh, about the military, like there's just listlessness here, and like, oh, who knows where the our army might go? Like, we were just looking for a new enemy to shoot at, mm -hmm. and yeah. desperate. Yeah. That's yeah, kind yeah. of interesting because I'm I'm thinking about that now, dude, and think about like a movie, uh, Chris Cabin, you just mentioned the director of, because uh, isn't Pearl Harbor is like 2001, and that's kind of that same like. Well, we got no new wars to make movies about, so let's make a mo movie about the thing that brought us into the greatest war. Yep. Yeah, that's around this time. I forget the when. Greatest Same war. year, 2001, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, God. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, just this idea of, like, everyone in the military is bored unless we're bombing somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? it's definitely, it's like, it's like, well, while we're here, might as well 
shine our shoes and stokey stroke each other's egos for a bit. <laughs> that's what we do here. But like to that point, it's like that's Robert Redford's character to a T because he's like, okay, well, uh, I'm done doing war outside. I guess I'm doing war inside now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like his whole thing is Got like, I got war outside badge. <laughs> I need jail war. Jail war is the best kind of war. Ooh, jail war. had war in jail. Because <laughs> that's the thing too. And all these guys are doing, like these guys that he, these troops he rallies and these men that he, uh, reinvigorates with the spirit of America. All they're doing is adding decades onto their own sentences. Like that's yes, oh, absolutely. And, like this, and of course, in total boomer fashion, this fucker dies at the end. It's like, yep. enjoy life in prison, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Because I mean, like that's all. Like this insurrection. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Now Gandolfini's gonna go to jail for being kind of a a, a pretty crooked warden. Great. Like, but again, like these dudes, like. Ruffalo's going to be a jet. Like, he kills that dude to the helicopter. Right. He's out, yeah. he's out, sure does. He's out 30, fuckface. Well, why, why does James Gandolfini get handcuffed at the end? Is it because he shoots Robert Redford? Or, or like, yeah. I feel it's like because he's within his rights with every movie. <laughs> but here's the thing, dude. His whole thing is like... It, Gandolfini dies due to... like the Or he kills Redford, rather, uh, and gets handcuffed due to the greatest trolling of all time because he shoots him thinking that Redford is going to put the flag up upside down <laughs> yes, and yeah, say yeah. that like the prison has been taken and then Redford's dying and it's like look up motherfucker it's the right way oh, it's the American flag I knew he wouldn't what? do it he's a good boy so, he's in the military oh my god so this is like the most elaborate fucking suicide by cop Yep. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and again, and all he does is take like fucking 30 good men, not even good, 30 men down with him. That Again, yeah. like, they, like, all these dudes and like, oh, man, Paul Calderon's in this movie and he has like three lines. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Who's that dude? Uh, Paul Calderon from uh, King of New York. King Pulp of New Fiction. York and Pulp Fiction. Yes. And other things. <sighs> Who, what is the character in this movie? He's like the number like three, I guess. He's like, the shaved head uh, Latino gentleman. Older. Oh, oh yes, that guy. Okay, the guy who's like, he sort of is like Robert Redford's hype man. Like yes, he exactly. starts screaming all the military barking to like get them in order and yes. whatnot. Yeah, 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 that guy. Oh. Got it. Got it. Oh yes. Okay, now I'm remembering him in Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah, <sighs> a scene that totally sucks shit in this movie, and it's like you can tell Redford was like, well. Like what's this? What's the cool thing that I do, right? Uh, maybe something that sort of looks like a thing my buddy Paul Newman did in a jail movie, right? And it's yeah. like just moving these fucking rocks, and we yep. even make reference. It's like, uh, can the the doctor character Doc like goes up to the guys like, can he take it off, boss? Like I couldn't fucking believe that yeah. was in it, this it's, movie. it's like the great escape but what if America was also the Nazis, but we respected that as well. <laughs> Sure. Oh, I was talking about Cool Hand Luke. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, about the Queen. Um, but I was you know, like when cool he's moving Luke. the rocks from yeah, one place to the other, you know. Because yeah, what, what happens is basically uh, during the salute uh, punishment, um, <laughs> you know what you would call it, um, uh, Colton Collins Jr. who's going to going to get beat up by these guards, and then Redford gets into it with them, and then they beat the shit out of him, and then uh, essentially a as a punishment. 
He's like, all right, I'll have you move all these rocks from one end to the other. <laughs> yes. All right, as a punishment, I now need you to sexually arouse this entire prison. <laughs> <laughs> these men haven't it's been hard in months. Get them hard. <laughs> all right, as a as a punishment, I'm gonna need you to eat all these bananas one at a time. <laughs> You can leave. You can leave us, guy. Yes. Until, <laughs> until all the men stand at attention energetically. That the uh, the moving the rock scene is, as I wrote in my notes, the juicy center of this movie. <laughs> like it really, yeah. that scene goes on for a long time, and that is just <laughs> that is just like the Robert Redford shirtless for moms. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it it's, looks pretty good. Uh, but this movie doesn't do anything else. Like, I think we've almost said it all besides the <laughs> uprising at the end. I guess Robert Redford reinstates uh, ranks and people are saying pal instead of private. And he, they're calling him chief instead of general. Yeah. So that's yeah, more they, like, yes. Yeah, they're doing that weird, like, instead of saluting, we're doing, like, the Arthur Fonzarelli, like, <laughs> hand through Damn the it. hair. God. It's, it's but, as stupid as it sounds. It, you cannot <laughs> suffer it. Because that's the thing, too, is, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a full salute, and then at the end, you go, nah, just Ooh. kidding, put your hand through your hair. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. if, there's a, if there's a rule against saluting, no, you just saluted. I'm sorry. I know... Like you're not getting one over on me now. It's I'm gonna here, beat you with the next It's too slow. Yeah, it's too <laughs> slow. That's it's literally it's, like it's making it's, fun of fucking Gandolfini being like, "Oh, you want a deal? Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> it's also fuck you to Gandolfini in the sense of like he's got nothing to run that hand through up there. Yeah. Oh, well, it'd be a, it'd be a cue ball. <laughs> you um, can hold his hand with two hands. The, <laughs> I was thinking that from Sopranos. In the pile moving scene, there's also uh, Mark Ruffalo's taking bets on the whole situation. And yeah, I guess he, he, you know, Robert Redford wins. So he has the cigarettes he wins dispersed amongst the men, I guess, buying their loyalty that way. And then he has all of them knock down this wall so that they could rebuild it better the proper right. way. Rebuild right. it together because they Rules. let Clifton Collins Jr. <laughs> Well, and, oh, I love, his I love father rules. was the, the god of masonry. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna do it right this time. They're gonna take their time and make a good plan. Yes, and Robert Redford's like, well, his father was a mason, so he should be in charge. Well, yeah, oh, wait, father- wait a minute. Oh, what's that though? The Mexicans, their boss now. Uh oh, <laughs> Grampy's getting angry. But I don't oh, know the sh- shit about what my you know father's day to day at his job was. Why would this kid? Yep, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I and do he, feel... he says it twice too. He was yeah. like, he was like, you should ask, you should ask him. His father's a mason. I'm like, yeah, well, his father's fucking awesome in Boca Raton right now. So <laughs> like, I don't really give a shit what his dad did. Do, do, does he know anything about masonry, or is it just his dad? Because you know. Is it his just symbiosis? Fa- his father was a Freemason, and they built mm. all the best buildings. Oh, or his father, there you his go. His father could have Perry Mason. <laughs> oh, even better, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, his dad was uh, TV's greatest defense attorney, and yeah, he knew a thing or two about building the walls. <laughs> Perry Mason. <laughs> we need him to. Dedu- we have to. Dedu- we have to get him to deduce what is up James Gandolfini's ass. Let's, that's the great <laughs> mystery this week. I swear to God, Barney. If they start doing 
proper plumbing in this movie. I'm going to get hard for the first time in 30 years. Oh, I'm so excited for the movie that adds more rules to prison. <laughs> He's a oh, hero for adding more rules. Look at that. They did the right thing. They made him work in the laundry room. Maybe now they'll fold their shirts correctly. Oh, I so hope we get to see a train coming into a station. That would be so wonderful to see. Reminds me of the first time I went to the movies with train coming into the station. I was 35 at the time. I left my castle, took the carriage into town, saw the new Lumiere Brothers film. All right. There's a quarter of the market we haven't we haven't looked at, and that's people that don't die. <laughs> How are we going to get these Highlanders into the movie theater? I'm a bit Dracula on my father's side. All right, right, so no no matinees. We got that. That's not going to happen. All right, it's going to be the last castle, Ron Howard movies, and half of Nancy Myers' catalog. We'll get those elderly vampires back to the theater yet. Oh, this one looks spicy. It's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Here's a, 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 a filmmaking technique gripe I have with this movie. And it's kind of funny because mentioning like Graham Yost wrote uh, uh, the, the De Palma uh, Mission to Mars movie. De Palma, very much known, of course, for the split diopter shot. Sure. Uh, for folks at home, if you don't know what that is, it's where you're looking uh, at an image on the screen, and in the foreground, there is something that is uh, perfectly uh, in focus. And then everything behind it is also separately in focus. And like the middle of the two, you kind of have like a little blurry fuzz line sort of delineating the two. It's a thing De Palma uses a lot in movies, but like once or twice for effect. Okay. Uh, This movie, I lost count at like 12. I was (laughs) like, fuck it. He's just going to keep doing it. And it keeps happening in the movie to the point where it's like, now it doesn't look like a specialty thing. It's not being used to indicate a certain like feeling or mindset of the characters or anything like that. You're just fucking doing it, I guess, because you think it looks cool and yeah. it is done to death in this. You, you are absolutely correct, but at the same time, it is something in a big bowl of nothing. That, sure. That yeah. is true. And I feel like it was like, <laughs> I imagined Rod Lurie on the set of The Contender being like, you know what? I think we could really use a split diopter shot here. Shut up. No, we're not doing that. Just shoot it normal. Doing like, the shark sandwich when, scene. One day, one day I'll get to direct a movie and it's going to be all split diopter shots. And that's it. And that they get Contender does well. well why does he I think just it had direct the play then? You would think. <laughs> yeah, good call. You're right, Kevin. Uh, I think Contender was Oscar nominated for sure. I think so. I, oh, like yeah. you, you get that. I, I imagine that's why they fucking threw him this donkey of a script. Because uh, <laughs> like, like it doesn't make Hee-haw, any sense. Last castle. Hee-haw. I don't mind the movie, but it keeps me up at night. I had to, I had to put the script in the garage. <laughs> It scripts up every day at dawn, just braying into the fucking backyard. Quite on the set, including the script, please. <laughs> script, which is a donkey, yes. Don't worry about it. Yeah, this- oh. Will someone get that script an apple? Yeah, the, uh, the script supervisor has apples and hay and shit for him. Shit, the script kicked my fucking brother-in-law in the chest. He's dead. <laughs> Oh, what 
was he doing on set? <laughs> he was he was also the script supervisor. <laughs> He's the script girl. So the I guess the, the inciting incident. Why you know we're not just upset with uh, Gandolfini. We're actually going to ruin his entire career and uh, add all these. It's basically. Uh, there's this big scene where everyone takes pride in the wall and uh, Clifton Collins Jr. is like, oh, this is how you do it. And like, they're doing it the right way. And Gandolfini's just stewing up in his little turret there. And he calls for a bulldozer to destroy the cat, the wall. Which yeah. I love that this prison just has a, a fucking bulldozer on hand, by the oh, way. Oh, sure. Just yeah. right in the garage, <laughs> there's a bulldozer. And uh, Clifton Collins Jr. is standing in front of it. Is he saluting at the same time? I forget. I no, forget he's too. not. It's like they're going to knock the wall down. And then he like starts running across the yard towards it. And you get Gandolfini up in his perch like, what is he doing? Yeah, <laughs> he defies the air horn, which means to lay down on the ground. And he yes. just stands at attention. You know, very, uh, very sharp looking, you know, like very also like invoke. Oh, go ahead. No, he's just standing tall and proud because he loves America. <laughs> and there's a great, like, he has he has a Tiananmen Square sort of yes. or like flower <laughs> yep. child yep. putting yep. a putting a, yep. a sunflower like a in a gun. Gun barrel, yep. And then it's just like, oh, I hate those hippies. And then the, he gets killed immediately. They're like, I love this movie so <laughs> sure. much. Serves that hippie right. Look what happened. That's <laughs> that's what it is. It's it's exercising that anti-war movement. Like like if I had it my way, right? Yeah, Look, I love, pretty sinister. I love that he stood at attention like that, but uh, he did a, a he disobeyed another rule. So I think it's good he Look. got shot. <laughs> Look, he got to do what he wanted to do, build a wall for an older white man, so now he can die. So well, then, then they, we're good. The script even uh, is, reveals who it's for because they have to, earlier in the movie, let you know that rubber bullets actually are fucking really painful and yeah, uh, yeah. cause what? medical what? problems. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, no, that's just for the bad hippies. It just puts them on their bums. Like, no, actually, <laughs> it's really fucking bad. Oh, and, like, especially when guy's... you're shot in the fucking head with it. Like this, this dude from the guard tower, whatever his name is, ran as easy or cool something. To know his name and get a nice. little bit of some it's some sadism in our. It starts film. with like a Z. They say it a bunch of times. Yeah. I don't remember what it is exactly but up. like that dude's like headshotting everybody including clifton collins jr well no uh gandolfini calls for the headshot uh sorry, redford's in the office and gandolfini is like take him down and he does this thing where he puts his hand mm. on mm -hmm. top of his head like you know what i'm talking about zamero that's what it is so close to Zapruder or Zapata. <laughs> That's all I had in my yeah. head. Was those this two. guy, Zamero, shot someone in the head. Zapruder shot a film of someone being shot. <laughs> That's the, got it. That's the difference. Yeah. I would have remembered Zapruder. That would have. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, there's another thing. Another. We cannot miss another totally thrilling Robert Redford history lesson. Right as he's like, not to backtrack too far, but just a quick step back. When he is trying to get them amped up to like rebuild the wall, he's like, I see here there's a stone that has this man's name on it. It's from this date to this date. And uh, I would suspect by looking at all that he's trying to accomplish here, I, I would say he was trying to build a castle. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> We're bringing it back to castles now, buddy. <laughs> our our country. 
Our country has exploited prison labor for so many years, <laughs> since the very beginning of time, in fact. And uh, there's real honor in exploiting that labor. It's true. He talks about castles full on again. And like this movie's got such like geezer pleaser attitude. It's like, it's like, don't you hate when you, then a movie starts with bookends, but then you forget what they are. <laughs> yeah, this movie reminds you that bookends happened and move close at one point as well. Uh, there's a thing we don't want to lose in the montage of building the wall, especially because Steve, I know you were furious about it. JJ, I'm sure it got your go- uh, goat as well. Cabin, you were pissed. This fucking Tom Waits cover of uh, uh, Get Behind oh, the Mule. Oh, fuck that uh, shit, dude. Get behind the mule, boy. Like, fucking wow, blues wow, hammer wow. fucking covering Tom Waits. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I, I looked it up and it's just like the guy it. who did the music for the movie, like covering it. I like, fucking hate when they do that, man. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like this movie is uh, the production company is DreamWorks. Like. They ain't bankrupt. License that fucking tune the <laughs> yes, right exactly. way. It sounds yeah. better with 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 Tom Waits' version is going to be better no matter what. Like, yeah. Yes, it's going to set the mood properly. Yeah, but then the geezers would be like, "What is this? He sounds too much like me and not who I wish I was. <laughs> he sounds I younger... like me when I cough." <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, after the murder of Clifton Collins Jr., Robert Redford is like, all right, I have to address these dudes. And the way he does it is, again, setting up the guy from Pulp Fiction to go, like, yell to get everybody in order. It's like, yeah. uh, hey, I know someone was just totally assassinated right here. So would you mind standing up on this pile of rocks and yelling for everybody to get into attention? Then I'll talk after I can make sure you also won't be assassinated. Redford likes an entrance. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, somebody just died. How do I make this about me? Uh... <laughs> but this is his whole, this is, he uses the death of Clifton Collins Jr. as like this rallying cry to get all these dudes even more behind mm-hmm. him and anti-Gandolfini. This whole speech about like men are not remembered in marble. You know, he's like, he's got uh, uh, Aguilar is Clifton Collins Jr.'s yeah. uh, name. And he's got his dog tags and he like drops the dog tags into the rubble of the wall. Like, you know, like (laughs) we're going to get this fucker for Aguilar, who everybody loved, including that weird Cajun racist who just two (laughs) days ago definitely said a bunch of slurs at this dude. But by the time Clifton Collins Jr. was murdered, they were definitely best friends. The whole fucking thing, like he Redford doesn't believe him at first about the rubber bullets. That's like a whole thing. He's like. Yeah, uh, yeah, Gandolfini seems like kind of a pain in the ass, but you know, he I I haven't seen anything. But the thing is he acts like he does. And then like mm-hmm. once he does once he sees it, he's like, Oh yeah, that's what I expected him to do. Yeah. And like <laughs> the, right. the whole thing is premised on the yeah. fact that he doesn't believe it. And well, there's talk like, about oh, like yeah, of course. chess, like Robert Redford's playing this chess game with him. Of course. He's right. just, he knows every or, level of what to do. But, but also capture the flag. There's all these game references, and I'm right, like, right. you're all dying. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. Bingo! Capture the flag. <laughs> capture the flag. Bingo! Capture the flag. Way more fun than chess. I oh, like oh, playing chess. Fine. A good like field day capture the flag game in school. That was always oh, fun as fuck. It's a good capture the flags. It, the beauty in, is in the simplicity. Yep. They should yeah. definitely. Exactly the right. one rule is the name of the game. That's what I like about it. <laughs> no more rules, please. 
<laughs> they definitely <laughs> should just replace every scene. Like, imagine like Hannibal Lecter and like and, and he, instead of a chess game with like uh, Will Peterson, it's a capture the flag game while they're telling each other secrets. <laughs> I think they should just you know chess has been overplayed as that as like the oh. villain versus well, it's the good really guy. has it really it's kind of hard to be pithy, Chris, while you're like out of breath while you're running with a flag. <laughs> oh, the future, Charles. Yeah. Oh no, Not I got them. your I got your human skin flag. Oh, Will, you want information about the red dragon? Well, come get my flag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cox Hannibal Lecter, yes. you see. Uh, different. <laughs> I I mean, I want like what about the guys in this prison that have like three months left? Like are yep. they just like Yep. Yeah, dude, enjoy it, grandpa. I'm not you don't need to salute you. I'm literally going home in three months. I didn't know that guy particularly well. Yep. It's kind of fucked up that he got killed, but I'm good. Ruffalo I'm only only has three years left and he's yes. there's talk about bumping it down, but I mean three years, it sounds like a lot, kids, but as we learned recently, it isn't. It's not. <laughs> Definitely not. God damn it. And again, like he's going to get decades added onto that set. Yep. The end of yep. This movie. Yep. He's going to wish he died in that fucking helicopter crash. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, around here is where uh, uh, Robert Redford calls him a disgrace to the uniform. Mm. Yes, the you're, uniform. you're a disgrace, Colonel. A disgrace to the uniform. Gandolfini does have a great. It the yeah. The retort is the most. Tony Soprano he gets in the sense mainly scenes where like it's Tony talking to the kids sarcastically I mean he gets sarcastic with a lot of the yeah. mobsters too but it, it like in this moment where he's talking to, to Redford it kind of reminded me of him like talking to AJ or something and he just goes well then I get I better go pack yeah. Yeah, you know, he makes yeah. like, well I better go pack oh you want me to resign oh I better go pack Ooh. it's fucking great <laughs> god damn he was amazing that's, yeah, that's his, like, now I'm coming for you and you're gonna have to resign or else there's gonna be big trouble this is yeah. the this it's kind of a decent um because Redford also in this movie and in other you know uh roles not all the roles he's ever had but a lot of like he's playing a stinker and he's got a little stinker line here too where like Gandolfini's like What's to stop me from uh, putting you in the hole for the next six months? And Redford's just like, nothing, if that's the way you want to win. And like in that moment, man, they should have fucking cued Journey. Like that is a fucking Caddyshack ass any way you want it. As someone who stayed at the Hanaway Hotel or whatever, it's weird to even like, is he trying to say like, you're you're going to, you're going to, you're going to use Viet Cong-esque practices on me? Yeah. Here's or it's just like that's that that's the easy way out for you, Gandolfini. Yes, like, yeah, you could true. totally do it, but like, you know, you get the vibe from me, Gandolfini. I'm about to start like a prison uprising against you. And what would what's more fun than war? Yeah. So you could yeah. stuff me in a hole, sure, but we could go to war together. Wasn't war fun? Oh well, you never been. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> now, here's something, and I don't want to run this idea into the ground, but think about this. So where else are people, older men, sent? Okay. Uh, mostly against their will, where Florida. some of some of the <laughs> rights and liberties that they've come to know have been old taken folks away for them. Florida, exactly, yeah. it's an old ah. folks home. It's like this is this is, this is the senior center. It's just like, oh you, oh I can't watch television after four. Well, I guess I'm gonna tuck this flag upside down and tell you how to build a castle. You know what? A, 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 a like a. Uh, 
uh, one floor of the cuckoo's nest like style, like one floor of the <laughs> like they they have they take the ward yep. is infinitely a better film than this. Yep. Yeah, totally. Like if it's like none of it's really happening, and yeah, <laughs> like I imagine like again, it's like it's like they don't let me out past four thirty. Sincerely, you will find enclosed my script for the last castle. <laughs> <laughs> They they ride over the fact that they they keep on getting a chipped beef for dinner every night and then one night it's just too much and they I have think, to get them and one man sat down and picked up a pen <laughs> just got to write I mean it's weird about this script I think Gramios shares a screenwriting credit with another guy and I wonder if that dude is a Grampy because Gramios yeah. like I think he's only now probably in his maybe like 50s hmm. kind of around there like he's not an Born old guy 59 so okay so he's in his 60s um wow which no, means no age listed on david scarpa that means grampy you're trying to hide mm -hmm. it oh or no. immortal <laughs> oh also that yeah yeah you don't want to put birth date 1685 on there <laughs> but apparently this fellow uh wrote the uh ridley scott joaquin phoenix napoleon movie and this upcoming We'll believe it when we see it. Cleopatra movie. Okay. Oh, oh weird. Yeah. Okay. Still working. Yeah. 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 Well, also... She has enough champagne to fill the Nile. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot she's playing Cleopatra. Oh, yeah, she sure man, yeah. get ready to fucking flush that toilet for three hours. Oh man, four. No, make it four. Go the full Mankiewicz. Go and do it. Hours. Just do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, just redo full the whole shot thing. by shot remake with Gal Gadot in the lead role. Please, please do it. God damn, she sucks. You know, I saw something. Uh, there's a dude, I, the name escapes me. Someone may recall. There's a guy who wrote an awesome looking new book about Fury Road and just the whole production history of it. It just came out. Um, fuck, I wish I could remember the title so I could plug it. But anyway. Blood and Chrome. Yes. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. Bu Kyle Buchanan. Buchanan, yeah. Yes. So he was tweeting some stuff about it, including a thing where it's like, here's a picture of Gal Gadot from her uh, audition tape to play Furiosa. And I was like, dude, if she was in that movie, it instantly goes from like my favorite Mad Max movie to like sub beyond Thunderdome nonsense. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's mm -hmm. so fucking terrible. Can you imagine? Like we got Charlize, one of the greatest fucking actors working, and we could have had one of the absolute worst working yeah, right now. Yeah. It's a miracle. Miracle it God happened damn, at all. Casting is so crucial. For right, Holy do, shit. Do some lines from Mad Max in your Gal Gadot accent. Oh, I have no. Listen, this movie's already over. Let's look up some memorable <laughs> quotes. Come on, Steve. I think I could tell. I, uh, I, just, I can't do any good Furiosa lines. Damn it. Well, to the IMDb. Okay. Did anybody understand there's a part where, so the whole crazy thing while Eric looks up some lines from Mad Max. I'm looking it up. Uh, but there's, there's. Um, You're never going to get a better chance. <laughs> it was. Redemption. Redemption. Oh, there you go. Redemption. And how exactly do we take the Citadel, assuming we're still alive by then? <laughs> This isn't a line, but it could have been a line, right? It's like, the caravan is going to Cigarette City. <laughs> it's the bullet farmer. <laughs> He's playing that flaming guitar way too loud. KL, no. 
Give me the stones. <laughs> Give me the stones. Fucking sucks. Yeah, that would have been a problem. I would With have not enough liked that. oil and gasoline to fill the Nile. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. <laughs> my, your wish is my command. You've done everything and more. Uh, the scene that is one of Gandolfini's greatest humiliations is when Redford tricks him into thinking that he's kidnapping Delroy Lindo and Gandolfini calls like for a crazy like lockdown and like extraction of Delroy Lindo before even investigating it like for two seconds and Lindo like freaking the fuck out this is one of kind of the funniest parts of the movie and you get Delroy he's one of the all-time greats as well I got a question Just, about this because I don't really yeah. understand what is happening. So they, him dressing down Gandolfini, the best part of the movie. Yeah, no, that's great. But when he gets yeah. kidnapped, or no, there's the plot to kidnap him. It, it's, it's a it's, fake. It's plot. a shit post. They're just fucking with him so, again. Yeah, they swat him. Actually, right. that's what it was. Yes, you're in right. prison so swatting. Robert Redford, I guess, writes a letter to the warden saying that we're going to kidnap. General uh, Wheeler, Wheeler yeah. at uh, this such and such a time. So then yeah. he overreacts and sends him. Uh, why? Why? Like, let him break further laws. Yes. Well, yep. they, they can kill him. Well, that's the thing is you can't allow James, like, for whether or not he was in combat or not. You can't even allow him to have some intelligence about what you would. Yeah, he can't he's even do his at this fucking job. job right. He can't right. do it. He's he fucking yeah. awful at it. He even brings in the death troopers, and then they're just like, <laughs> no. Yeah, and he's like, "What are you doing? Shoot the prisoner in the head!" And they're like, mm, "No." I'm gonna go back upstairs and eat candy. But yeah, but and Delroy Lindo also, you need to. What do you call it there? You need him to either have a bigger role or mm. make him the number two. Like, because again, like he's so yep. great. Yes. He needs to be in this movie more. It's he- kind of insane that he's in three scenes, one of which like he's just in a car. And that scene <laughs> drives me nuts because he's like, yeah, I'm 20 minutes away from the movie. I'm coming to the movie. I'm coming <laughs> back to the movie. I'll yep. see you in 20 minutes. 20 minutes goes by and credits it. Yeah. Where the fuck was he? He didn't come. Yep. He's coming with all the reinforcements to what you know when James Gandolfini is eventually arrested and all that. But he then never appears on screen again. I, nope, it's I, infuriating. I wonder. It, it is if, peculiar for a character to say, "I'll be there in twenty minutes in a film." <laughs> you think once you write the line, then for the film, just not be. Well, it would it. be fucking great if the credits for this movie are rolling and then all of a sudden as the scroll is going Delroy Lindo just walks out he's looking at the credits and he's like fuck I said I would be there in 20 minutes everybody left without me oh this is bullshit you know what I, I missed the movie you know what I like I like that him him turning into a cartoon yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then pulling a flag and like the flag becomes sort of like uh, elastic and it brings the whole castle down yeah. <laughs> or you get at the very end Delroy Lindo's like Ferris Bueller the yeah. movie's over <laughs> yeah. get out of here he does have a fucking stellar line to Gandolfini, though, after the, like, they extract him from this room and there's all the hollow blue and whatever. He goes, what the hell kind of grab-ass operation are you running? <laughs> grab-ass operation. Fuck yeah. Grab-ass 
is Caddyshack is meatballs. Do you yes. know what I mean? Grab ass yes. is definitely <laughs> totally like, right. all right, yeah. you are on thin ice with this army prison. And one more time, if 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 you don't get this suit uh, figured out by the time when the president comes for an inspection, you're yep. going to be in huge trouble. That's a great question, uh, Eric, maybe with the IMDb still open. What year did Ted Knight die? Because Ted Knight could have been this <laughs> this fucking Del- you, see, you just do some shifting here. Yeah. Delroy becomes uh, he takes the number uh, two slot from Wiener Guy from sorry, Guile. Sorry to report that Ted Knight did not live to see 9-11. He oh, died too bad. on August 26, 1986. <laughs> at only 62 old years old. Oh, Ted Knight died in 1986. Ooh, wow. Uh, I don't crazy. like how you're running this military prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're waiting for you, you to shoot think, Robert Redford. Do you think he ate shit uh, because they put Jackie Mason and Caddyshack too, and not him? Yeah. Yes, that would probably. Give me a fucking heart that would hurt. Too. That By would really way, hurt. Speaking of uh, those that have passed away. I read that the uh, filming location for this, the t- old Tennessee oh, state penitentiary yes. got hit by a tornado in 2020. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole thing was decimated. This was also the prison that they used for the Green Mile, apparently. Oh, really? I yeah. Know, yeah. I think the the, the the Delroy Lindo Gandolfini thing, though, I think that was proven chemistry because you already saw Delroy Lindo yelling at Gandolfini and get shorty, and you already yep. knew it's it's, yep. it's 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 money in the bank. It's you beautiful. already knew it It looks fucking great on it's screen wonderful. when Delroy so Lindo's together. yelling at James Gandolfini. You're totally right. Such a better movie. Right. Well, oh, my God. Give me <laughs> that movie. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying the opposite yeah, yeah. of no. Am I remembering correctly, by the way, speaking of like how this terrible film industry fucks over Delroy Lindo constantly? He was not nominated for Defy Bloods. Nope. He was not nominated. Nope. God, suck my fucking balls. He the Oscars been unreal. Nominated. He should have won. They always give you yep. last straws, that Academy. They just hand them out. <laughs> just fucking here you go. Last straws for everybody. Um, so the last act of the last castle is basically trying. They're they're preparing. And I, I, I agree, Roger Ebert said this too. Is like when they start pulling out all these crazy weapons, like, well, where did this shit come from? Like, yeah. I would have liked some of this, like, all right, you go to the yeah. shop and get me, like, I don't yep. know, a fucking catapult. Yeah, do you some MacGyver I mean? shit. I, exactly. I, I, I would argue the because the point is not to show how good they are. The point is to show how fucking terrible James Gandolfini yes. is. So right. he was ill prepared for all this shit. Actually, there's like a fucking uh, what's it called? A, a catapult yes. hidden away in the corner of the yes, prison. Yeah, which that's outrageous. There's bad at your job, and then there's prison warden look, prison warden looking out a giant window, not noticing a trebuchet. Bad at your job. But all Robert Redford is doing is highlighting the fact that there should be more security. We should be cracking yes. down on yep. these uh, military prisoners way harder than we do you know uh, as i was walking in today from uh, home i saw a 30 foot structure over there (laughs) that has a small piece of brown top over it (laughs) should i be worried about that Uh, no it says here uh oh uh, general irwin preparing the christmas pageant that's what that (laughs) is (laughs) well then this is going to be some christmas pageant because that thing is 31 feet tall that's good our japanese investors will be here any minute (laughs) (laughs) it would be great if they fucking somehow somebody needs to get sheet cake on their head by the end of this oh Oh, totally please totally 
But there's a there's a there could have been a sheet cake scene. There's a bullshit. Mo- I I can't fucking believe this. There's a moment in this movie where to let the guy. I mean, we're sort of talking about the the end planning yeah. for the end fight here, and there's the moment where Redford is going to tell all the guys like, "Hey, here's my plan," and they orchestrate this insane thing where. The Cajun racist punches. What's that other dude? Dick Chop. What's that guy? <laughs> Cut Dick Bush. Chop. Yeah, you got it. Cut Bush. There we go. Dick Chop. Dick Chop. Yeah. <laughs> the, he's like, all right, uh, I'm gonna punch you in the face it, now. God damn it, Dick Chop! What is your major malfunction? <laughs> Private, Private Dick Chop. Dick Chop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Don't> sorry, <laughs> sir. Uh, oh, did you hear what happened to Private Dick Shop in boot camp, man? He fucking went crazy and killed his his fucking commanding officer with a shotgun and then shot himself in the chin in the bathroom. <laughs> pile style. Oh, uh, man. It's pile style, by the way. <laughs> that's That scene, right? So they fake a fight and all of the... Like guard soldiers that are in the cafeteria, all of them descend on these two dudes and take them out. And Robert Redford's like, okay, we have limited time. So I'm going to tell you the plan that I have. And like, he's really taking his sweet time. He's kind of making some jokes. And I was like, one, why would the whole cafeteria security team clear out? Like, how long is this going to take? But somewhere in there, there could have been a distraction. It's like, We'll cover one of the guards in sheet cake, and when they leave, I'm going <laughs> to tell you the plan that we're going to take the last castle. There's a, a small detail from that scene that I like is that, and it actually bothered me and to take me out of this movie, yeah. is that nobody bothered to tell the people that were playing the cooks whether they work for the guard side or for the, or, Dude, or, or, yep. or if they work for the prisoner side. Dude, because I had they the are same just, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause those dudes, those dudes are serving up fucking chow, you know, at the buffet line or whatever in the cafeteria, and they look like, wait, what the fuck are you doing? Wait, what are you guys doing? And I was like, are, are you like independent contractors working for like some sort of catering company? You know, is it like a Chartwell's situation <laughs> yeah. or like if are you're you also you're leaving? <laughs> yeah. If you're a prisoner, come on over and join the group, guys. It's very. We- I mean, I can only deduce that they were prisoners like that was like redford works in the laundry room some of these guys work in the cafeteria i think that's how it normally goes in prison it takes this movie like an hour and 41 minutes uh to realize that mark ruffalo is a sexy rising star and they want to like kind of center the last half hour of the movie on him kind of yeah because like yeah this is like a year before xxxy like probably his breakout and like all like he's ready to break out and it just sort of like the last like act of this movie is just like Let's get Mark Ruffalo, a character who's barely been in this movie, yeah. as like this like redemptive hero arc kind of something. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's a great question, though. So, was XXXY his breakout? I was trying to think. No, I thought it was it, you can you can it, you, you can, can count, count on me. It was that you can which, count on me, yeah. Which is this year or the year before? It must have been was, the year it's before. Two, it was 2000. It was 2000. Oh, oh, okay. So that was when we first sort of noticed the Ruffalo, the rough mm. man. Yeah, I bet it's weird know. watching him in this movie. Oh my now, god, he's the in the dentist. Note to self: oh rewatch the dentist. Oh really? The what's his face movie? The Corbin um, Burnson. Yeah, as uh, yeah horror movie dentist. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Oh, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that um, a lot. But he's not but very like, good in this movie. No, he's not. No, at all. he's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's so kind of annoying. 
it's really annoying and like him being in this heroic moment with the fucking helicopter yeah. and like they he so he the uh, spoiler alert he gets in the helicopter that is the last thing that they that they send in there's a water cannon that they well yeah because we get the whole thing of like we have to take the tat we have to yep. we have to subdue their men and we do that by locking them into the barracks when they go to search it looking for the fucking flag and I, maybe I'm getting ahead of ourselves oh, you're, you're, you're right you're right where we are dude it, no man. yeah because Yates you know Mark Ruffalo steals the flag out of the display case of uh, James Gandolfini so it drives him crazy. I right. Do we mention where that flag was from? Was that like a historical thing or no? It's just a Question. fucking flag. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Jimmy Gando's favorite fucking flag. I don't know why in a military prison he would ever have it taken down. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's weird. And then, so then Robert Redford's like, we got to take the towers and then we got to take the helicopter and uh, the water cannon, cannon and the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing and the fucking. It would you would want some tension between is Redford going to do it? Is he not? But every yeah. time anything new comes up, he's expected it because yes. he can outmatch him, and he's just wagging his dick in front of Jimmy Gandolfini. <laughs> Chris, and that's the whole fucking point. Fucking Chris, wish. the character Robert Redford is playing knows how to play. The game of chess. Sure. Mm. What more do you need? Of course. <laughs> you need a few. <laughs> there it is. To uh-huh. win at chess, you need some little slingshots with Molotov cocktails. That, by, by that movie, is an exquisite thing, by the way. By movie rules, like if you have anybody over the age of 60 that is reading in their cell instead of working out, they can take a prison. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that guy's a genius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of unfortunate. He's like reading about castles. <laughs> well, he's oh, reading about castles right now, and he's going to tell us about Honestly, it in a couple of minutes. that makes you, like, further away from being re- rehabilitated into society. Yeah, just get, they, get ready for a lot of moat talk. It's just don't you be think non-stop. it's kind of a, a missed opportunity there? Because, like, it's kind of insane that this movie doesn't take uh, some sort of cheap moment to have him reading something like totally obvious. Like this, there's a scene where Ruffalo comes to Robert Redford's cell and Redford's like reading some book, but it's like a hardcover. So you can't see what the title is because the, the dust jacket's not on or whatever. Like, don't you think that would be some dumb place to put like he's reading something about chess or like strategy i, I, I or, honestly think that it's to this movie's credit that he's not reading the art of war oh, yeah because, oh, yeah. oh cause, cause, cause when you watch her, when you watch a movie that's used so often your your eyes kind of like you're kind of like oh art of war reference art of war reference it's on its way it's definitely on its way and they don't yeah. which is good there yeah. was a weird thing you just reminded me of this jj we were uh, uh last year we were playing a show in charlotte north carolina we went out to dinner at this restaurant and like the thing for this restaurant was like when the bill came, it came inside like a book of their choosing and we get the bill at this restaurant and it's just the, the, the server comes over and she's like, Oh, here's your bill. You know, thanks so much. And she hands me literally a copy of the art of war. <laughs> Weird. And I was like, what the fuck? And I opened it up and like the check was inside. Very odd. If, you, if that's like your gimmick for your restaurant, fine. I- you got to look at what titles you're putting in the fucking receipt bin, though. Look, I'm I'm glad to pay the bill, but did it have to come in a, a, a reproduction, which is weird, of Mein Kampf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh-huh. wanted a first edition, please. Maybe signed by the author. <laughs> of course. You may want me to pay, but a good 
my defense is that I have no money. <laughs> it's kind of oh. my comf to bear. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Uh, she comes at you with a catcher of the rice. She's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Give me a check in a fucking like little Amelia Bedelia book. Yeah. The, art, the Art of War in North Carolina, cha-cha. Why don't you send that back to Robert E. Lee? <laughs> You're right, Steve. A good fucking leather booklet will take care of it. Or a fucking, you know, little clipboard. Always that's, that's totally it. fine. That's Love, nice. Love the clipboard. That, yeah. that way it's not going to go anywhere. This episode's becoming a geezer pleaser. We're talking about <laughs> getting checks and receipts and shit. <laughs> that's true. Now, it's important you rece- you save all the receipts, you see, because when tax time comes, the rules clearly state you can <laughs> itemize I your business expenses. 0.15%, which is what they want. <laughs> the, we, oh, the, the uh, restaurant was so dang dark, I couldn't read the menu. <laughs> uh-huh. I could have fucking Put a catapult through that re- that <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> we come so close to having this movie end the way the last Boy Scout ends, with the second the the second the most evil yes. character being chopped to death. Yeah. So so Mark Ruffalo, like they, they of course they overcome the water cannon, they overcome all the other fucking problems. Mark Ruffalo gets in the helicopter because they shot a hook on it uh, to bring it down. Mark Ruffalo. Gets see it to believe it, it folks. Uh, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo gets it. He's like about to like he's facing off with the fucking rubber bullet guy who puts in a real bullet versus yep. a helicopter. Uh, and then fucking, of course, Ruffalo just yanks it. And the whole back end of the helicopter goes through the guard tower and the guy, too, I assume. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And I think th- so. this this guy falls, th- this helicopter falls, and it is telling you this motherfucker's dead. Yep, 100%. The, the fire yeah. is bathing him. It's fucking death. It's just death. Let me just let you in on something, James Gandolfini. It doesn't matter what direction the flag is flying when Delroy Lindo shows up. If the fucking guard tower has been impaled by its own <laughs> helicopter, yep. you've lost yep. your he, job. The entire you've building's on it. fire. <laughs> you are fired already. Like, you've just, that's when you got fired. Everything else is jelly. I do uh-huh. like when it's, they destroy his uh, display case and then also set it on fire. <laughs> With the use of the giant catapult. And again, like, I mean, I guess he's a bad dude, but I don't know, man. Like, he just, he liked a little hobby. He had a little hobby. He's good. Hey, hey, when he's up there cleaning his guns, you know what he's not doing? Causing trouble down here in the yard. You let him Yeah. It would have been a great sort of turn for the character, and it would have been, like, I don't know, something. If, like, one of those rocks, like, they shoot it, it goes way far back into the office, and it, like, breaks through a wall and like Colonel Guile looking dude is there, Mr. General Hospital anti-vaxxer. And he's like, he's like, oh, what's behind here, James Gandolfini? And Gandolfini's like, no, look away, look away, look away. <laughs> and he looks and it's it's military collectibles from the Confederacy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That would have been a great yeah. twist. Sure, yeah. <laughs> nice it is the Tennessee State Penitentiary. In, That's in right. IRL. It's about heritage. You don't understand. It's just about heritage. We respect it's about a way past. of life. That's why I fly the flag. <laughs> but so, like, everything goes fucking totally crazy tits up. Finally, James Gandolfini's recruits come in, and they have real bullets, and they surround everybody, and everyone in the yard is, like, you know, at attention. And, you know, Gandolfini's like, everybody needs to lay down. That's what I'm saying. 
they won't do it because they only listen to Robert Redford. Robert Redford's like, all right, everybody lay down. And they do. <laughs> and but he grabs the flag like a little stinker. And yep. he keeps saying, please, you know, stop, stop. He does give him many opportunities to stop with his prank. But dude, to die in the midst of a prank. <laughs> there is all this is. But that's what's insane, right? Is like there's a chance Gandolfini could have salvaged some semblance of a career here because like Redford is unarmed mm-hmm. you know just waltz your fucking fat ass over there and take it from him why are you yeah. shooting him in the back <laughs> four know. times 30 years older than you there is a good Gandolfini does have when he get, he sends this like hit squad out to like cover the perimeter on top of the, the yard or whatever he does have another line that is it's so great it's greatly delivered anyway because it's Gandolfini, but it also definitely reminded me a little bit of Tony Soprano where he goes, out of hell with this rubber bullet shit. Yes. <laughs> just ending a sentence on shit is a great Tony Soprano move and he, oh man, it just, what? miss him every day. I know you, I keep you, saying it. When you get to let him be angry because that was what he was great. One of the yep. great things he was that was expressing anger in a lot of different like funny and also imposing ways and like in this movie he's just such a wet noodle and you're well, just watching this the whole time yeah. and like yeah you're right i mean like literally you got like robert redford is is fucking taunting you to kill him mm-hmm. and yeah. you did it like that's the that's the whole yep. thing he was Solid like nobody prank. is surprised yeah. <laughs> even watching that movie i'd say within without even without exaggeration maybe 10 minutes and i was like Oh man, when Gandolfini shoots Redford at the end, I I hope I hope he's shirtless. <laughs> because yeah, they took that from us. <laughs> because I, I held out hope for this movie right to the end. I was like, well, maybe his shirt got blown off. <laughs> Take my fucking shirt off and shoot this man. I would love that. All right. Oh, man, my gun will not fire. I better take my shirt off to be able to fire my gun here. <laughs> he's just got a white <laughs> well, he's tank wearing, top on. He's, wear, he's wearing that army hoodie, gray hoodie, which just like killed me. Oh, there is. <laughs> dude, JJ, that is a moment where we don't see the 15 minutes leading up to that scene in where he's we're supposed to believe he's been like working out or something yes. like that. Yes. Where is his fucking rec room in this prison, dude? I want to see all of that. He's I want to see Guile. Guile's like standing next to him with a water bottle like, yes, sir, hydrate, like feeding him water. Oh, Guile's pretending he didn't fart while he was doing crunches, but he totally farted. <laughs> and that's another thing. Fucking Guile. I would have liked to seen Guile die in the fucking yeah. line of duty. Yes. Tries to yep. su- but of course, again, the last fucking insult. What is uh, James Gandolfini is like, arrest them, arrest them. And fucking Guile pulls a gun on him. He's like, sir, you're under arrest now. Yes. Yep. Now he, because he's good all of a sudden. Because we're inspired by the guy that showed up to make more rules. Everyone, because <laughs> well, Jesus is here, dude, you know? You're, Jesus, you're totally right. Jesus, Jesus please. That's you're totally nice. right, though, because there's definitely a moment early on where like Gandolfini's doing something terrible and Robert Redford turns to Guile and he's like, you're better than this. Yes. Yeah, and that's all it takes pocket. to plant that seed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he murders him for no reason. And pretty much the movie is over at that point. Yeah. Like he just oh, gets yeah. murdered. And it's this monologue about, you know, the thing about castles is they don't make the them like they used to. Getting shot in the back by James Janus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think wish he took his shirt they off. could use that Delroy Lindo. <laughs> I took my shirt off. Caddyshack vibe of like, 
Colonel Winter, you're fired. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, absolutely. What in the hell is going on here? Exactly. I thought it was gonna cut, cut like pan up to the flag, and it was gonna be the flag, and it's gonna say like winter sucks or something <laughs> yeah. Go, a gopher cu- pops out of the ground and starts dancing student, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was one the, oh, oh, could you imagine this movie that has one of those like fucking like endings where they everybody looks at the camera <laughs> <laughs> oh dude and then a freeze frame oh, yeah, yeah those like freeze frame endings where they're like eh, or yeah. Or you do a fun. I think I've said that about every movie I've ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> you love I, it. I always imagine that. Or you know, you do that. You do do uh, what do you call it there? An Animal House ending, but you just you show all the cast members like got thirty years added on to a set. <laughs> yeah, got twenty five yes, years yes. added on plus twenty <laughs> plus fifty plus thirty. <laughs> and you dude, like that's that. a fucking like. This movie Every one have, of them has died in prison. Died, died in prison. In prison. Yes. This movie doesn't have gags, but that's an exquisite <laughs> gag to end this movie out. It's just like you're seeing the dudes, and maybe it's even like a cha-ching sound, and it's just like plus 20. Cha-ching plus 35. At the final one, it's Robert Redford, and they're like D-I-P. His, his daughter refused to scatter his ashes. Or <laughs> uh, he was fl- unceremoniously flushed down a toilet at a day's in, a mile down the road from this fucking jail. I, I let a homeless person use the room after I was done. Uh, James Gandolfini got um, five years, uh, which is pled down for just involuntary manslaughter. Everybody else died in fucking prison. <laughs> <laughs> great, great crusade grandpa. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's what they get for forgetting what real soldiers are. Real soldiers mm. defy the orders yep. of the president. Get, get back the guy who was covering Get Behind the Mule to uh, do a Kenny Loggins. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so don't worry I just about me. It would have been Clinton he told the fuck off, right? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, oh yeah. man, you gotta put that sexy ass general in jail. <laughs> you gotta protect Jeff. You understand? He's he got the information. <laughs> oh, that now that's could you imagine that he sent to jail because he because he was flirting with the president's wife? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> You know what I like about that sentence is that it ha- it made it 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 exists. Unlike, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still on the fact that I still don't really know what he did. It was uh, so the best I understand it is he was on some mission in South America or wherever, and like they were trying to do something, and the president himself was like, "You better back off, Bob Redford. It ain't gonna work, baby." <laughs> and then like Robert Redford's character was like, "Mr. President, with all due respect." Go fuck yourself. I think we can extract this like bad general or whatever. Right. And they went in to do it against the orders of the president. And the whole mission went tits up and eight dudes got killed in the process that were under Redford's command. Redford made it out alive. And it was like, not only did you defy the president's orders, eight people got killed due to your defiance. You're definitely going well, to jail. Yep. The president said, uh, I shouldn't go back to my lie and finish the job. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I thought it was it was the right thing to do. And he's I, telling me he's going to go there on vacation, but I know what it's all about, <laughs> baby. Yes, I, uh, I. And after that, I decided I wasn't done ruining young men's lives. <laughs> I am... <laughs> I am a general vampire. I, I I feed off the life energy of ruining young men's lives and their families, not to mention. Don't forget them. That's the sweet after thing. 
I haunt this abandoned prison. <laughs> yeah, that prison's getting shut down too. Oh, oh, oh yep, yep. Out yeah, of yeah. business. We got to put these dudes somewhere else. Yes. We're not rebuilding this, or at least like. You gotta rebuild that guard tower. You can't have a prison without a guard Del tower. Del Orlando no. comes out. He finds me in my cell reading bu- reading tower. a book. Like, dude, I was here the whole time. I did yep. not leave yep. this cell. Yeah, I don't know what that fucking happy horse shit was. It had nothing to do with <laughs> I it. I think, dude, everyone's getting an extra thirty years. Ah, damn, oh, yeah. dude. Even the That's guy in his insane. fucking little cell reading a, a Cat and Mouse by James Patterson. Even he <laughs> is going up the Actually, river for a little extra. Give that guy forty five years. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Oh my God! Did you hear what they gave airport novel? Why do you call him that? Look at his library yeah, collection. <laughs> my old war buddy, airport novel. You ever seen so much Dean Koontz? Do you remember? Do you remember? It was Tex. He was from Texas or whatever. The fuck. Yeah, yeah. There was there was there was Fats Minnesota, and then there was airport novel. <laughs> Died in my arms. Handed me a copy of Sue Grafton's M for Murder. Nonstop flight to heaven. He's gone to the Hudson News in the sky now. Turned me on to Carl Hyacin and never looked back. They put one of those neck pillows on him to stabilize him. He's bleeding out my arms with a copy of the Da Vinci Code in his hand. I think it'd be so funny to put one of those on in a guy in a coffin. You know, he's just got the the neck rest pillow. It's a bumpy ride. You don't know what it's going to be like. <laughs> oh man, yeah. You know what? If I if I wanted to be buried, uh, and so I would lay in the coffin, I would want it to be a gag set up like that neck pillow. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> Just like being in there and then he's opening him up and he has a neck pillow. That <laughs> his entire existence, his entire life was summed up in his frequent flyer miles. Like <laughs> you put, listen, you put a little like sleeping mask yeah. over your face. Yeah. It's like oh, right yeah. when he gets on the plane, he's got to conk out. <laughs> My big a little like little bottle of vodka there, some fucking bloody mary mix. My, oh yeah. My friend is dead tired. <laughs> and a people magazine if the book gets too heavy. Yep. Oh, of right. course, yeah, you got to have options. Mm-hmm. And then and then the coffin yeah. is like raised up on a little bit of a platform and you can see under it and that's where the baggage goes because you fit it under your seat. Yes. <laughs> All his belongings. Yes, and a, and a playboy to pay the boatman. <laughs> Oh shit, folks! That's the end of this boring ass movie. Would anybody recommend it? Justin J. Case, we'll start with you, my friend. Ah, uh, no, not unless I was hard up for some Redford. Like I just, if I was a <laughs> Redford completionist, right? I would see that this movie, and I, I feel like the movie does have potential, but at the end, um, I, I definitely it, it was a slog. I definitely don't recommend it. Yeah, Steve Sadak. I when I rented this movie on DVD, I rented this and Spy Game, and I ran those rented DVDs into the ground. And I don't know what was going on in my life at that time. (laughs) I can tell you, sex was nowhere anywhere near the picture. (laughs) Whole lot of jerking off though, probably. (laughs) Exactly. So you wouldn't download a castle. So I'm glad you did. (laughs) Now that's an interesting thing. Oh, you please. Sorry, no. I just want to say, like Spy Game, I want to put out there that was a movie that I remembered being good, and I don't know if that's true. But that's I exactly now. Now it's all in question because I thought this was good, and this was. Yeah. One of the most boring and just wrong-headed movies. Like they needed to, you need to up the sinister factor on Gandolfini and or make it an interesting movie wherein 
actually a general who wants to go into one last war isn't a good guy. You <laughs> yep. know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the way to end that movie, but they don't do that. It's it's a no for me, dog. Eric Siska. It's a no for me as well. I could see it being like if you got like the flu or something, because mm. it's kind of like a little like an afternoon napper. Because it's not a dad for noon movie. It's because right. it's a geezer pleaser, as we said. <laughs> God, it's I just painfully that. slow. I, I just can't, and it doesn't know what it wants to be on any mm. level. So I can't recommend it. Chris Cabot. Yeah, big no. Uh, it's very muddled. Like, it just doesn't know. It, it, it has half decisions throughout. And, like, a lot of the time is just him, either Gandolfini talking absolute nonsense that does not matter, or fucking sermonizing from Redford about, like, the castle and the fucking the military and God yeah. knows fucking what else. And, like, I would have <laughs> loved to have seen whatever the original idea was before Redford got involved in this guy had to be a hero. Like, that's probably what the Graham Yost version is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you don't see any of that here. And it just kind of makes for a really boring, uh, uh, I, I, uh, like, fake rousing type movie that, again, is just a geezer pleaser. So, yeah, big no. Yeah, uh, it's a hard no for me. And this it's a total about face for me. Like, I went into this being like, I just, Chris, as you pointed out in the story you told before, like, I remembered it being fine. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's fine. And it's not fine. The messaging is really all over the place and it doesn't know what it's saying. The fucking split diopter shots, man. I just, I, I'll <laughs> never understand that shit. I cannot believe there's like 20 plus instances where we have that effect. <laughs> Dumb as donkey shit. Uh, yeah, like JJ, like you were saying, like if you're a Redford completist, like fine, you got to get that in there. Or a Gandolfini completist, or a Ruffalo completist, or sure. a Clifton Collins Jr. completist. He turns mm-hmm. up in a lot of stuff. You got sure. a lot of watching to do there. Oh, yeah. This one's on the Lindo list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Ooh, that's be a, a podcast, dude. Lindo list. Oh, oh the Lindo time. list. Fuck, yeah. oh, I like that. Lego, yeah. yeah, I guess if you're a completionist of any of these people. Uh, besides Robin Wright, because I mean, fuck it, it's a it's a sub cameo. Cameos, I guess. Yeah, but I just I you know, there's better prison movies. There's better yep. Robert Redford movies. There's better James Gandolfini movies. Like see him in Enough Said with him and Julia Louis yeah. Dreyfus. That's a great Ooh, movie. Rules. Killing um, them softly. He's oh right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, amazing. Oh, oh. Even his fucking uh, uh, lineless thug cameo in The Last Boy Scout, which we were talking about last week. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, Yeah, it's a hard no for me. Uh, But that's going to do it, folks. That's going to do it for the 2022 Listener Request Month. I can't even believe it. I'm so glad, uh, JJ, that we got you on to close out this fucking uh, atrocity month with us. Yeah, thanks, guys, man. I appreciate it. You guys are, uh, you got a real operation going here. This is pretty nice. <laughs> this feels, this feels official. We try. Uh, we're, we're trying. We're I remember trying. you guys used to record in the back of an old, an old junkyard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one mic, one working mic, but phone between you. And now, <laughs> now look the at smell you. is the same though. That's the funny well, thing. Well, it was never the junkyard. Everybody, nobody ever thought <laughs> this smell was coming from the junkyard. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, we got to get Chicago away or you got to come here. We miss you, buddy. So it's, it's great fucking getting to hang for a little bit. Please do. Um, so that's going to do it, gang. Uh, if you want more, uh, we hate movies, of course, check out patreon.com slash we hate movies. 
whole lot of shit going up there, uh, including uh, just probably dropping in a few days our Harry Potter mentary. Uh, we're covering Sorcerer's Stone. We get super fucking high uh, talking over that long ass uh, children's movie. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We got a We Love Movies on. Uh, the fuck was it? The, uh, the Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Man, time is passing all sorts of weird ways, is it not? Time I was like, is, what was the what? movie we did? Time is pissing. It's my new philosophy. It is pissing, that's true. Time, uh, time, time. <laughs> time, 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 time. Oh, definitely. Another bad co- Tom Waits cover, loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we got an animation damnation out of the fucking horrendous double dragon cartoon. That's a shame. Uh, a listener requested uh, 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 the Nexus where we're talking two solid ass episodes of Star Trek. I have to say Deep Space Nine's uh, Trials and Tribulations, Tribulations, excuse me. Uh, and then whatever the fuck the TNG was called. Parallels. Parallels. Parallels yeah. Solid Wharf episode. Gotta love that. Oh, yeah. Uh but we're keeping it real on the main feed here, folks, because, of course, every Tuesday there's a new episode of We Hate Movies. Steve Sadak, what is it that we are talking post-listener request month? I'm going to take full responsibility for this one. I uh, have been perplexed and puzzled for, by this movie <laughs> since it was announced, and then there was a trailer, and then there was a pandemic, and it was uh, delayed 41 times. Uh-huh. But next <laughs> next week, Morbius is out in theaters, yep. and I am making us do an emergency episode on it. Now, here's the thing, folks. He's you're like, oh, you're to see this thing. <laughs> you're prejudging <laughs> the movie. I am not. We yeah. have we love movies and we hate movies. We're all gonna go in. I'm. You know, uh, open-minded, and yep. if it's the best movie as any, anyone's ever seen, you'll hear the theme song in reverse. Yes. If it is what I think it might be, <laughs> it'll be the normal theme song for We Hate Movies. You're hanging the flag upside down on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, definitely, man. Uh, so until next week, where you're going to be listening for which theme song hits, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siskin. Chris Cabin. Just in case. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.